Go to your Apple Podcast app. Leave a five-star rating and a comment. I would greatly appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And punch down on that subscribe button. Much appreciated. Combo Nation. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 306 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Today's show, Rashad Phillips of Sports Talk 2319 joins in. It's always great having Yoda on the show. He shares his thoughts on 2022 NBA draft prospect Jaden Hardy, Cam Thomas's scoring ability, the Atlanta Hawks, and more. You could find Rashad on Twitter at RP3Natural. That's R-P-3-N-A-T-U-R-A-L. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca, don't do it to him. Rashad Phillips, Sports Talk 2319. Welcome back to Combo's Court. Appreciate you taking the time. How are you, man? How you been? I'm fantastic, Combo. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been a while, but uh, I'm back. I'm back here. You're back like you never left. All right. We're not going to stay too long on this Ben Simmons situation. I don't want even want you to take your crystal ball out. I don't. I don't want you to tell me what you think will happen, but I want you to put your front office cap on and tell me how you would handle this situation. Yeah, for me, man, I, I called this out two years ago. So this for, you know, for me personally, this is old news for me. I, I, I told the Philadelphia 76ers two years ago to trade Ben Simmons for the better for both. Philadelphia didn't really know how to use him. Ben Simmons didn't really want to be there from what I could see. And I just believe that they're they're better without each other. And obviously Joel Embiid and Ben just wasn't a good match from day one. Um, so it's, it's, it's now it's here. It's in, it's happening. I think Ben should end up in Portland yeah, or Minnesota are the two teams that I think he should go to where he'll have um, better success. Yeah. I think if Portland struggles in the beginning of the season, that's probably where he'll end up. It'll be interesting if Portland just plays great out the gate though. Right. Like, that's not really going to be an option anymore. Yeah, Portland is the best destination for him. Uh, I, I think Damian Lillard needs a, a, another guy to be yeah. able to lean on um, with Ben's ter- terrific perimeter defense. And, and, and again, this just goes – this just proves my theory on the positions um, not being updated because yeah. we tried to, you know, in general, jam Ben Simmons into a slot that he didn't fit. He's not a point guard. He's not a power forward. He's not a small forward. But we tried to jam him in the box, and it, eventually it, it, it's gotten him shipped out of Philly. Yeah. I mean, Ben is, according to your position metric, a dual forward. I want to shift to another guy that you said will be playing dual forward this season, Amani Bates. Do you feel that position best suits his skill set? I think for college it does. I think once he gets to the professional ranks, he'll he'll 
he'll slot change into a small forward. But at the college level, he'll have high usage. The ball will be in his hands. They'll allow him to make the decisions. And that's why I said he'll be a dual forward at Memphis. And at the NBA level, what would you say? He's a small forward? He's a small forward, yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll be like a Karis Levert type of score at the NBA level. You that know, makes sense. Karis LeVert, when he's healthy, he's really good. Very like, good. Excellent. Really good. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that Amani has a lot of Karis LeVert in his game. I don't like the Kevin Durant comparisons. Nobody's Kevin Durant. Nobody. Yeah. So we, we got to stop doing that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And also those reps at dual forward could only help you, right? Like for yes. what? Yeah. Only helps them. It only helps them. Most definitely. Okay. So I heard you in the Twitter spaces talking about the Atlanta Hawks and me yeah. and you have been high on Cam Reddish for a long time yep. and we really are high on Cam Reddish, but I will say yeah. the Atlanta Hawk fan base might be even higher on Cam Reddish than us. I mean, yeah, they, love them. they like, they were saying they would not trade Cam Reddish for even Bradley Beal. One guy was saying, I was surprised to hear that. Um, obviously I love Cam's game. When I see Cam Reddish on defense, it's almost like it's so, Everybody talks about hard work on defense. Defense almost comes effortlessly to him. Like, he's yeah. just like an effortless defender. Just put him out there. He's going to be a great defender. Yeah. What would you like to see him do this season? And do you see that as well from his, the defensive side of the ball? And what do you think he has to do this season to take a leap? I just think he needs to stay healthy. If, if, if Cam Reddish has uh, – if he's healthy with the coaching staff that they have now, I think he's going to have a tremendous season. Like you said, defensively, it's, it's natural for him. Yeah. He has quick reflexes. He's 6'9". He's a, he's a really good athlete. He has great timing. So he, he, he does what you need from that position on that side of the ball. Offensively, um, he just has to learn how to play off of Trey Moore, um, be a catch-and-shoot guy. But when he's in with the second unit, be more of an attacker. So, again, health is the is – the, you know, the – is the, the biggest asset for Cam Reddish. The, the more healthy he is, the better he's going to be for the Atlanta Hawks. And that's why for me, I, would, I wouldn't trade him for Bradley Bill e- either. I wouldn't. Okay. I, I, I just wouldn't. I love Bradley Bill. I think he's a great scorer. But I, I, I just think that we can't get too caught up in trying to trade a car that gets you from A to B for a shiny car that has a lot of maintenance or high maintenance. You got to be careful when just looking at names and just saying, well, he has a bigger name, so let's let's swap him out. That's not really how it works in the front office. Yeah, personality, fit, timeline, I think that all matters, so that makes sense of what you're saying. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks have so many guys that could start on most NBA teams. You don't feel there is any kind of situation where you trade some of that depth for another star, but I guess we already got your answer already. No, you don't do that. No, you don't need a star. You already have a star. <laughs> like again, that's just that's that's being counterproductive when you start trying to follow the press clippings. Like the Atlanta Hawks are built to win for the long haul, but when you start trying to trade off two or three pieces for one player, is when you close your gap to winning games. Can't you can't do that when you're running an organization? So. Um, Atlanta's more like a hockey team. Like they have a starting eight, a starting nine, where they have nine guys on their team that can actually be first unit guys. That's a luxury. You don't trade that away just so 
let's get a superstar player just so it, it looks good on paper. That's not how you build. That's not how you build a franchise. That's how you burn one down. Okay. Stay on path. You're saying stay on path. Stay on path. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, Jaden Hardy. Is this guy an Anthony Edwards, Jalen Green level prospect? And is there an NBA comp that you would have for Jaden Hardy? Yeah, he's he should be the number one pick. Oh, he's, he's the best score. He's the he, he he would have been a top five pick in this year's draft. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like he is he reminds me a lot of Ray Allen um, when Ray Allen was at uh, UConn. Like a lot of people. This generation, they look at Ray Allen as just a standstill catch and shoot guy because right. they caught him at the end of his career. But I'm talking about the Ray Allen that was battling Allen Iverson in the Big East. Like, Handle, dunk on you, athletic, everything. Yeah. 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 Like Jaden is a better off the dribble player than a, than a lot of people know. Um, okay. He, he has really great wiggle, um, he has tremendous technique. He's a four level scorer. Um, he's not the uber athlete like Jalen Green or Anthony Edwards. Okay. Um, but he makes it up because he's a better perimeter score um, than those guys as far as a jump shooting uh, standpoint. So I, I would draft him number one. Man, if, if I'm the Pistons, I definitely want him to pair him with a guy like Kay Cunningham, who's a dual forward. Kay's going to need guys that can make shots around him. Um, so if I'm the Pistons, I really – I don't think the Pistons will get a number one pick again, but if I'm the Pistons, I'm trying to do everything in my power to, to get uh, Jaden Hardy and match him with Cade Cunningham. Speaking of Cade Cunningham, he was so impressive in summer league, how he shot the basketball. That guy is a shot maker. He's a better shooter than what, than what people give him credit for. I believe he shot 40% from three in college. Um, yeah. You know, he's just more of a basketball player and, and Jalen Green is more of a hooper. So you got, you got two different shades of the game that we're watching. So you get people trying to compare, but it's like apples and oranges. Like they're both, they're both considered fruit, but they're, they're different type of fruit. It's the same thing. Basketball player, Hooper. All right, Rashad, did you, was that a conversation you chimed in on or was that a conversation you started? Cause I kind of like, I started I, it. Okay. Okay. Then people wanted to argue me down and stuff like that. And it went viral and, I was getting all type of comments of you don't know what you're talking about and this and that. And it's like, well, that's fine. I get it. I I get it. Social media, everybody, everybody is an expert on social media. So that was just my opinion from my experiences and then what I've been able to see over the years, there's a huge difference between a basketball player and a Hooper. Yeah, most definitely. And the biggest thing was, is it's not that one is bad and one is good. No, no, there's not. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's just apples oranges grapes like they're they're all fruit right yes but they're different it's like it's like cars you got minivans you got sports cars you got trucks but they're still they're all they're they're cars most players that you came across of would you say most of them are one or the other or a lot of them are both i wouldn't say a lot of them are both it's usually one or the other the special the special guys are both you know like you know kevin durant is both Steph Curry is both. Trey Young is both. Then you get guys that are, are hoopers, though, you know, like uh, like I, I loved like like J.R. Smith to me was a straight hooper. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the funny thing with J.R. Smith is that I don't like the, the negative twist that people put on his name. 
You know, like J.R. Smith was so good that he skipped college and entered yes. the NBA. He was an uber athlete. He was a phenomenal catch and shoot guy. He could go off the dribble. He could defend. People need to really understand that J.R. Smith was the real deal, but he was a hooper. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's shift to this. Uh, actually, one more question on that. Is there, is there, there could be like, obviously uh, some of those top guys are, but there are lower level players than that. That could be both as well. Right. Yeah. You could be lower level and still, still yeah. be both like, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, staying on the draft, a mid major prospect that NBA decision makers should be keeping a close eye on. Got to look at Tyson Etienne at Wichita state. Like I, I think that kid is, is fantastic. Last year, he was, you know, he was player of the year alongside with uh, Quentin Grimes. But Tyson fits in that role of like how everybody was high on boat night from UConn and mm -hmm. um, Trey Mann from Florida. And like other, he like he's just like those guys. He's a terrific off the dribble scorer. He's strong, 40 percent three point shooter. So if I'm an NBA scout, NBA GM, I'm really paying attention to Tyson Etienne from Wichita State. A guy you were really high on, Grant Riller, he's with the Sixers, correct? I think his skill set fits what they do, right? Yeah, yeah. If they give him a chance, I think he's going to be really good there. Grant just got caught up once he was with the Hornets and they drafted LaMelo Ball and they got Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. Like, sometimes it becomes a numbers game. Yeah. And, you know, um, Philly may be a good spot for him. Um, again, once you get to the NBA, man, especially from a mid-major school, and you're like a second-round pick, it's really about opportunity. Yes. You know, and a lot of people, you know, I've had people say to me, oh, well, you know, you said Grant Riller was good, and he's not good in the NBA. I don't think people understand what you're saying. You're telling yeah. me a guy that made the top 450 players in all of the world is not good. No, he's just, he hasn't had an opportunity. It's and really if you watch him play in the G League, you know he's elite. He's elite. He's yeah, very elite, you know. So I, I hope he gets a chance in Philadelphia, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's a show over there. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So we've talked about a lot of great scores on this podcast already. Another great score, Cam Thomas, a guy you were really high on. Um, mm -hmm. What did you make of his summer league performances? Man, the one-legged shot, ridiculous, man. Take a look at the shot clock off one leg, win the game on a lottery pick. As On a lottery pick was defending him as well. Uh, do you feel like he could contribute this season, or do you feel it would be better for him to get reps maybe in the G League? Like, where do you think the Nets should go when, with when they're dealing with uh, Cam Thomas? Nah, he's ready now, bro. Okay. You don't, you don't put dudes like that in the G League, man. Like, Cam Thomas, if he was 6'6", man, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even be having this discussion. It's just the fact that he's 6'3", 6'4". If he was two inches taller, he, 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 I would have drafted him number one if he was 6'6". Wow. Yeah. Because he's, he's a dominant scorer. He's an all-time leading scorer in high school. He was second in the nation in scoring in college he led eybl in scoring he was summer league mvp what else what else you want how much how much how much validation do you want from cam thomas how many times do a person has to keep showing you who they are before you believe who they are so it's not going to change in brooklyn like he's going to come off the bench 
And he's going to have games where he goes for 12, 8, 9, and then days where he may go for 25. And we shouldn't be surprised when he does it. Yeah. Yeah. And that team is a team that not everybody's always available. So he's going to get some opportunity there. Yeah. He'll get some opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. The landscape of basketball is changing, especially from the grassroots level all the way to the pro level in this country. Uh, We have the G League Ignite. Where do you think over time elite will fit into all of this? You mean the G League team? No, overtime, elite. I, I, I really, I really don't know. I, I, I don't really, I don't even know if they know. Ooh. And that's not, it's not a bad, bad or good thing. I just think sometimes you start things and you just want to see where it goes. I don't think they have a, a, a pinpoint destination of what they're trying to do. I think they're just winging it, and I think. Something can come from that, though. There's, you know, kids making money, you know, playing a a prep schedule. I don't really know where it's going to go. It it may be the best thing since sliced bread. You know, I don't it may be the worst thing since since candy corn. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, I think the good thing about it is at least there's more options now for like a 16 year old who wants to play professionally right now. Yeah, it gives kids an avenue. you know, but we got to be careful, you know, how we, you know, hand out money and, and all that stuff. It's just it's just weird when you start putting money in, in 15, 16 year old hands that haven't been groomed to really understand that situation and becoming a professional. So I really don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Tell me more, uh, Rashad, tell me more about, you're a UFF franchise owner. Tell me more about it. Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's franchise uh, fantasy basketball on the blockchain, you know, dealing with the, you know, with, with crypto and, and the SEO coin. And, and um, it's going to be something down the line in two or three years. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be worth, you know, tons of, um, it's going to generate tons of revenue um nfts and all of that everything's going digital right you know and you got to be able to evolve with the times you got to get out you got to get out in front of things and not wait too late and this is just one of those things where uff sports is 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 the iphone remember the iphone first started and everybody with a blackberry was didn't want to convert you know yeah And, and and Steve Jobs and, every, and Apple was saying, this is the new evolution to the cell phone. And everybody was clenching their Blackberries. No, no, no. Yeah. And they might've even had an iPod, but they just had both, you know, instead of yeah. having one. <laughs> and then over time, now the world, like every 95% of people have iPhones. So that's what the UFF is. It's something that it's the first of its kind where you're, you're dealing with fantasy sports on the blockchain, you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with coins and, and, and money that can be converted into USD, but it's also an exciting thing for the fantasy people. I'm a huge fantasy football guy. And um, so this is right down my alley with basketball, with evolution, with drafting and ownership. And um, so it's, it's going to be, um, something down the line that we look back on and say, wow, I should have got a, I should have been a part of that. Yoda, always a forward thinker. Yoda, who is the greatest battle rapper when it comes to smack URL ever? Loaded Lux. 
You are the loaded lux of all this, man. You remind me, yo. <laughs> you preach, man. <laughs> I love, I love loaded lux, and, and and shout out to all the like the battle rappers. Like I saw Murder Mook and Reed Dollars go at it a little yep. while ago. Yeah. Um, you know, Hitman. Sue and John John just went at each other. Yeah, I think yeah, Sue like, won that. I, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I really respect the 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 art form of battle rap, but I'm more of a loaded lux guy because loaded lux. He's he 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 gives you a message while he's kind of ripping you apart, you know, to say yes, that. yeah, yes. Honestly, we need like we know uh, Isaiah Thomas, Chris Weber, those were awesome. We need something like that with you and Loaded Lux on a podcast. I'm gonna put that in the air. <laughs> that would be dope. Loaded Loaded is my dude, man. I, I just love what he stands for. I've I've, been, I've watched his ascension from the youtube and, and yeah where he is today like i just i just have a huge appreciation for the for the art of battle rap but loaded lux is just being my all-time favorite yeah i mean battle rap it's just the competitiveness of it and the way you could use words i think it's kind of a combination of so many great things yeah it is it's fun I, i've always supported it and will continue to support it most definitely. Rashad, you're always welcome back on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Where can we find you on social media? And you have the platform to plug anything you want. You can find me on Twitter, RP3Natural. Um, and uh, obviously, Instagram, Rashad Phillips2319. On my website, sportstalk2319.com. There you, I'll have all my material where I can be reached. And um, I love engaging with you know, basketball minds like yourself, Combo. So I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Talk soon. Talk soon. Big thanks to Yoda for joining in. We appreciate you, Rashad. Combo Nation, punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment. Would greatly appreciate that. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court. And thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Be on the lookout for episode 307. Combo out.